When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Sir Ezra the Watchful, History of Magic Professor, the Flannel Wizard, obviously, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Einen wunderschönen guten Tag. We are so happy that you're here. Come on in and make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. This is, indeed, episode number 68 of Shell Cottage Radio, and this week we will talk about chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Patronus. As always, we'll start with our cottage catch-up, train for future trivia nights, and do our best to learn more about fat-fagical and mantastic beasts. <laughs> Did you almost say fat-magical <laughs> beasts? Wow. Well, some of them are fat. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's long yeah. magical. It's just my mouth can't perform. Um, you trick. came in really well on that microphone, though. You were off mic, and then mm-hmm. you came in. I just want to say your experience around the microphone itself is is so much better. <laughs> so good. You've you've uh, you've grown. I'm experienced now. I leveled up. I'm proud of you. You're, you're my Pokemon you. trainer, and I'm your Pokemon. <laughs> when am well, I gonna evolve? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Maybe this episode. Actually, maybe this episode. Let's see what happens, friends. The Patronus is evolving as we, you know, get into this week's... Ooh, I just had an idea. Okay, yeah. Do we know what our Patronuses are as we go into this episode? As our cottage I do. I happen to know mine. Oh, yeah, I know mine, too. Mine's the mayor, I think. Oh, well, why don't we just spit spit them out right now? (laughs) Uh, Mine's the... So, people are like, Ez was just saying that. He didn't really know his. It's Irish Wolfhound, I think. Yeah, we have a... Dog and a, f- a horse. Dog and a horse. Very good, good animals. Very good and um, yeah. what do you call them? Loyal. Loyal, Loyal trusty, um, sturdy. Years and years. You know, just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, into cottage ketchup, friends, and uh, happy October. Yep. That's what I see in the dog. That's all I wrote down is happy October. Because <laughs> you're happy about it. Today, today was really the perfect October day because last week it was still pretty hot um true people force the october vibes on upon themselves mm-hmm. and us because there's halloween decorations awesome but the weather definitely still said summer <laughs> yes it did and today it's the first day that's really like chilly outside and there's a storm rolling in and we have our candles lit and uh we had hot hot chili no it's just yeah. chilly, right? But I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hot. hot soup, but yeah, it's warm. Um, <laughs> you say warm chili, it yeah. wasn't spicy hot. We had yeah. a nice warm soup. Here we go. Yeah. So, uh, what else? What's on my mind? I have just here Wheel of Time and Ahsoka. You know why I have that on there? Because I just watched the Wheel of Time finale last night, and it was awesome. 
and I really enjoyed it, and I think it's one of those things we might be bringing to this channel in the future. Mm -hmm. Also, go check out Star Wars Hangout. Uh, we just covered Ahsoka, the finale this week, too. So it's been a pretty good week, you know? Very productive. <laughs> yeah, just lots of cool things coming out. It's just it's awesome. Uh, last night, I took uh, Lottie to a football game oh, yeah. with my dad, which was fun. Was His awesome. alma mater. Yeah. And uh, it was it was cool just to be out there. It was cold. We had the blankets on, you know, definitely fall fall vibes there. Oh, the, yeah. At the game. And our team crushed their yeah, opponents. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So that so, was fun. That was good. Uh, anything else, I guess, going on Cottage Ketchup wise? I would say this too, um, over on an Unexpected Podcast, if you haven't checked it out in a while, Lane and I are over there doing what we call the Night Breeze and Moments in Middle Earth. Um, and let's just say some of those moments in Middle Earth are keeping Lottie up oh they're having, having a blast we're having a blast i'm not so sure that uh she's able to sleep oh, no, it's uh, all good. <laughs> as, as well but no they're doing great yeah it's fun we're having a good time and if you guys want to check that out there's i think there's like two episodes a week kind of coming out two or three i know you so. guys are turning it out it's crazy say yeah turning it out so uh anything else mm, not really i'm actually there's not much to say in this cottage ketchup as we now have our new segment later on and I'm trying to scroll and find it here. It's uh, Irma Pence's recommendation of the week. So we'll talk mm. about that. Yes. Okay. Later. Sounds the good. Books, books we read throughout the week and we um, try to read more, you know, like inspirational personal development books. And we want to share some thoughts with you. So we put that in a new segment at the end of the show. Yeah. And you know what? D remind me if we get there at the end. You might want to type this in the doc while I'm saying it because okay. well, obviously I won't remember. But I'd like to talk also about a Jedi Knight in that segment. All right. It's something else I've read recently, which is your focus determines your reality. Qui-Gon Jinn, the master. That is such a wise quote from... It's Qui-Gon, yeah. It's, well, it's amazing. It's in episode one of Star Wars and it's just there. And I, I went around today... And I didn't tell people it was from, or sorry, not today, yesterday at school. And I didn't tell anybody that the, that it was from Star Wars or that it was from yeah. Jedi. And I just said, hey, your focus determines your reality. And they're like, wow, that's like the mon monumental advice. Like, yeah. That's actually legit. Really makes a lot of sense. If you, anybody who's been to my Instagram, you know, that's been my, my sort of quote that I have in my bio for a long time. Yeah. Because I had to shift my focus years ago. You know, it was like, man, I was focused on the wrong things. Focus on the wrong stuff and just focus on the negative. Ne mm -hmm. Too much negative energy in my life. And so, uh, yeah, that segment is fun at the end of the show because I think yeah. Lottie does some, some good stuff, some good work in terms of, um, you know, finding us some, some things to listen to on the way to work. Oh, hey, this week you found us something. So oh, did that I? Was, that was awesome. Oh, or okay. it still is. We're still oh, oh, actively okay. listening. But yeah, now I know. Now I know. Mm -hmm. All right. Good. Okay. Okay. Then um, let's get right into the trivia training. All right. Uh, I'm asking the questions today, as always, Al I was almost say, always. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's Unless good, you have like last minute questions you want to enter. Um, I'll try to think of some on the fly. Okay. <laughs> okay, first one. Uh, what is Hermione's favorite subject? Uh, was that in this? Was that in this week's episode? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, or a chapter, I should say. Um, mm -hmm. it was arithmancy. It is a arithmancy. But is it actually her favorite? Does she really? That's what she said. She said it this chapter. I just kind of wonder overall if it's like her favorite, hmm. you know? You think later on? She, I mean, it could she's, change. She's already taking all the subjects, so I feel like. Oh, she's had experience in all of them, yeah. Yeah, she tried all of them, and hmm. I don't know. She just loves school in general, but I think arithmancy is really her thing. Yeah. Because arithmancy, I had it pulled up earlier. I don't know where it is. Um, it's just, you know, it's. They teach. 
the magic of numbers, right? Yeah. But also you can how you can predict the future with numbers. Oh, really? And it's really just math, I think. Really? Yeah. And huh. I mean, magic of numbers. Isn't there like magical numbers? People always, you know, when they come up with wild theories, they always throw out numbers and how they're related and connected and the square root of this equals that. And that's why. Oh, yeah. you have a... There, well, I just found a book. If you type this up, it's called The Magic of Numbers. Yeah. And I don't know what it's... You know, is this what you're referencing? I and mean, this is also looking really cool. It's oh, like, I was just referencing the, <laughs> referencing the um, definition of arithmetic subject on on the on the wiki on the wiki. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this I mean, this is kind of cool. This is just looking at uh, yeah, the magic of numbers written with two goals in mind: first, to introduce the reader to some of the beauty of numbers, uh, the patterns in their behavior, and uh, wow, how they sort of how we see them in art and how we see them over the millennia. That's oh, I mean. Honestly, ma- numbers are magical. Mm-hmm. When you told me that the shape of the moon is perfectly, or the the distance of the moon to the earth oh, yeah. and to the sun is just so perfect, it couldn't should not be off by I don't know a very small amount. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it could not our whole solar solar system wouldn't function and we wouldn't be here. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's trippy when you go look at like how perfect our our moon is compared so to like the solar how? lunar. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's but numbers are magical, and it's cool that you know humans um started discovering that and yeah, patterns and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. So I actually like math in school. I just, I disliked math for a while because I was talking to my friends a lot and mm-hmm. I didn't pay much attention for for a little bit, and then once you you miss the start of a new topic in math you're screwed you have to make that up otherwise you don't know what the next step is and how that you get to the next step right but then in uh like my 11th 12th grade i was really good at math because i came back from the states and all my friends were already in um they already graduated or they were already one uh class above me yeah 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 so now i was with a group of other kids who i talked to but they weren't really my friends friends so I paid attention in math, and I was discovered that I really liked it and had yeah. a lot of fun. So, cool. Yeah. I was uh, I was decent at math in, in school, but I was never really um, I don't know I didn't I wasn't great at it. And then now the students they ask me for help, and I'm like, guys, seriously, like mm-hmm. that's not happening. English, yeah. history, maybe a little bit of science, but that's a math. lot. You really have to get yeah. into it again. Yep. Okay, I have a second question this week for you. Yeah. And you might like this one. When is Molly Weasley's birthday? Oh, I'm guessing it's sometime in December. Mm, no. Is it in November? No. January. You could have kept going. Oh, October? Yeah, it's in October. Because I'm just thinking about where we're at in the story, and I was like, I don't know. We just went through Christmas. Oh, yeah, and okay, yeah. We went through. We're on yes. the back end of... January, uh, February is this chapter. Just thinking maybe you tied it you know, into this. But what? Okay, it's in October. When is it? Little Molly Pruitt at the time was born October 30, 1949 or 1950. They're not sure. Okay, so the so the day before Halloween. Yeah. All right. So I thought it was cool. Now I now I will remember that. Yeah, day before Halloween. I wonder October 30. What is what what makes does that make her the zodiac for October 30? So she she's a Scorpius. Scorpios. Really? Scorpios. Yeah. How do you say it? Scorpius. Scorpius. They're to take full responsibility of the way they treat their own emotions while returning the responsibility of others where it belongs. Hmm. On a path of pure faith, believing that everything happens at the right time and 
in the right place and accepting reality just as it is. Hmm. Oh, that's hmm. just for Scorpios born on October 30th. I don't know. She seems very worried. I mean, she's a large family, so I don't blame her. Right. So speaking of zodiac signs uh -huh. and stuff, what if I just popped on you right now a personality quiz? Oh, go for it. Like a very, very <laughs> random personality of... quiz. Yeah. You ready for this? You're going to have to help me with this. Okay. All right. So you're going to have to, in the doc, you're going to have to write down your answers as we go. So you're going to say them out loud, and then you also just kind of write them down, and then okay, we will so you analyze them. You. Yep. So, well, we need to remember them as we go through the results. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Yes, sir. So, and friends if, at home, I mean, have fun with this. If you want to, you can you can try this as well. Um, I'll write read down them your to own you. Yeah, yeah, write down your own answers. Maybe share them with us or something, or you know, try this on a friend. But I think it's pretty cool. Hmm. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay, question number one. Um, so what is your favorite animal? And write down three adjectives describing that favorite animal. So oh. you don't necessarily have to tell us your favorite animal, but you can. Um, but it's more important that you write down three adjectives. Like, is it, you know, just something about, like, how it makes you feel. Okay. So nowadays it's definitely a katza, which is German for cat. Okay. So cats are my favorite animals because... Um, Yes, they're cute. Okay. That's the adjective that just comes to mind. Sorry. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, what else about them? They're also... Hmm. I like that they are independent. Okay. I do like dogs, but I sometimes... This is going to be great. Sometimes I like that they're just, you know, chilling with you, the, the cats, and they don't yeah. need as much from you, even though they're... Like, I love our cat, Sophie. Yes. She's so independent, but she, she just wants to hang out with us. Yeah, so cute, She's independent, great. and what else? They're um, what's a good adjective to describe? They're they're agile or they're yeah, they're agile. Is that the trait I like about them? I think it's cool. Yes. Yeah, hmm. So this is again all your connection to this animal. So like okay, they're soft. Also, <laughs> they're they okay, have cute, independent, and soft. That's fine. There you go. It's really just what comes to your mind. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So what is your favorite color? And then write down three adjectives describing that color. Wow, that's hard. Yeah, it is. To no, describe no, it, a color. To describe hmm. a color. What just comes to mind? An adjective when okay. you think of it. Okay. Um, so it's blue. Okay. Blue is friendly. Okay. Blue, what else? Like I don't want to I don't want to influence you or anything, but is it relaxing? Is it calming? Yeah, definitely calming is a good word. Yeah, definitely calming and but deep. Deep. Deep is a good word. Oh boy. Blue is deep. There you go. Like the sea. Okay, um, let's see. So, question number three, a little bit more detail here, but uh -huh. I want you to, so pay attention to, to this as I, as I kind of read it, all right? You're sitting in a chair inside a room, facing a window. Outside the window, you're looking at the most beautiful, peaceful, relaxing scenery you could ever imagine. Because of the view you're enjoying, you feel at complete and utter peace within yourself. Suddenly, without warning, someone comes up to the window and pulls the shades. There is nothing at all you can do about it. So, what are your three emotions in order that you feel them? Write them down. Surprise and emotion? Yep, surprised. Okay. You're surprised that they did that. They pulled the shade down. Um, confusion and, yeah, just, I mean, a mix of anger and sadness that I can't see. Okay, which one? Whatever I saw, you know. Yeah. I'm going to write down sadness. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm yeah. I want to know where this is leading because oh, I know. It's, it's very great. open. 
test. It's not like choose one of the three, you know? No, I know. Right. Here we go. Okay. So on to the next part. You are walking in the woods. Who are you walking with? You. Okay. <laughs> Clear answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So number four, uh, you write that down. Write down me. How many questions are there? Don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't know. this might be uh, the whole episode, guys. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. You're walking in the woods. You see an animal. What kind of animal is it? A deer. That was the first thing that just came yep. to my mind. Okay, write down a deer. Yeah. All right. Just because you keep seeing so many deers around here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What interaction takes place between you and the animal? Mm, the deer was just um, eating some grass, and it just looked up, but didn't didn't run away. Just noticed us, and we noticed it, and that's okay. it. So we just yeah, I'd write down just noticed each other. You okay. Know, kind of maybe looked at each other. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh. You see a key on the ground. What does it look like, and what do you do with it? I see it. Uh, it looks like, you know, it's just round and then has these patterns, like, just on one side. Like a key that you would use for a normal door. Okay. Um, and I pick it up. Okay. So, all right. Cool. Key with patterns. All right. Mm-hmm. Number eight. You walk deeper into the woods and enter a clearing. Before you is your dream house. Describe its oh. size. Um, the my size. dream house is a medium, t- you know, not not a tiny house, but a little bit bigger, um, like a cottage. Yeah, cottage size. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit bigger, just a wee bit bigger, because uh, you know, depending on if we have kids or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, is your dream house surrounded by a fence? Yes or no? No, not in this scenario. No. Okay. So let's note that. So go ahead and re- note oh, uh, number eight. <laughs> I'm not writing anything down. I'm yeah. so in the dream world. You're there. Right um, All right. Next, you enter the house. You walk into a dining area and see the dining table. Describe what you see on and around the table. Oh, on the table. There was not much on the table, actually, when I walked in. I was more focused because I was anticipating the question, what it looks like, not what was on it. So there was nothing really on it. Okay. Um, it was just a you know nice wooden table, just a very what do you call it, sturdy. Yeah, sturdy wooden table. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything around it? Uh, it was close to the kitchen itself, so it was like almost like the dining table and kitchen island at the same time. Okay. So right, nothing, nothing on the table. Okay. All right. You exit the house through the back door. Lying in the grass is a cup. What material is the cup made of? It looked like Helga Hufflepuff's cup. Really? So so <laughs> With gold two and handles, so. so like metal and, and yeah. Okay, so write down metal, gold, and because I, it's um, probably my. You meant I don't know if it's supposed to be like awesome. a tea or coffee cup, <laughs> a cup and and that's for the me, first thing. Yeah, you know, a mug and a cup are for me. Just Absolutely, that's perfect. Cup like. All right. Um, what do you do with the cup? Mm, no, I pick it up on both handles and just look at it. Okay, so you pick it up. You walk to the edge of the property where you find yourself standing at the edge of a body of water. What type of body of water is it? Definitely a, a creek or a, or a, a creek river. or a stream. Okay. Yeah, a stream. Yeah. How do you cross that water? I just jump. You just jump? Yep, it's okay. not that huge. So you just jump over it. Okay. Yep. All right. You Is ready? that it? Yep. Here oh, we go. Oh, oh, okay. Here's the results. All right. Um, so part one. Uh, the animal is how you perceive yourself. So 
cute, independent, and soft. <laughs> good, thing, good thing I had it. I mean, I said agile, but I, I went back to soft. I love it. Interesting. Yes. It's okay. Uh, the color is how you perceive what others perceive you. So friendly, calm, coming wow. <laughs> and crazy. deep, right? Okay. So friendly, calming, and deep. Okay, yeah. Right? All right. Now, the room with the shades where you were imagining everything, right? Yeah. Um, that is how you would react to death. So surprised, confused, and sadness. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, next up. Yeah. The person who you're walking with is the most important person in your life. <laughs> true. Me. <laughs> Yours true. Yours truly. Yep. 100%. Okay. Agreed. Uh, the size of the animal mm -hmm. is representative of your perception of the size of your problems. Oh. <laughs> is the deer a pretty it's big animal? Medium. It's medium. It's not as big as like a, you know. An like elephant. A, like an elephant or mm. a rhino or a bear or. Yeah. A moose, you know, it's not as big as a moose. Okay, so. yeah, and it was a smaller deer, I would say. So okay. it's not it's not tiny, but it, it's there. Right. Yeah. Okay. The severity of the interaction you have with the animal is representative of how you deal with your problems. Was it passive? Was it a passive sort of interaction or an, or, or an aggressive interaction? <laughs> passive. You have noticed yeah. each other and looked at each other. Yeah. So kind of passively. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's cool. I like this. The material the key is made of, or your description of the key, is representative of how much you value knowledge. What you do with the key is representative of what you do with knowledge. I'll pick it up. So you pick it up. Yeah. That's kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's more that, like, that your key had some more intricate designs, sort of, kind of, a little bit. I don't know. It had teeth. I guess knowledge has teeth. I don't know. It looks okay. normal. I said like a normal house key. Yeah. Okay. The size of your dream house is representative of the size of your ambition to resolve your problems. Okay. So kind of <laughs> like a medium size, me medium to small size resolve to solve your problems. I can agree with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, no fence is indicative of open personality. People are welcome at all mm. times. Right? So you had no fence. Real quick to go back to number eight. Also, it said um, how my ambition to deal with my problems is. And I said, depending on the kids, it's, it would be bigger with kids than without. Oh, yeah. True. Okay. So if you have so kids, would, you're, yeah. you have more of a drive to solve those problems. Yeah. because That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. And then on to the table as you, as you come in to look at the table. If your answer did not include food, people, or flowers then you are generally unhappy. And oh. I disagree with this wow. one. Wow. I, I think it's like, you know, you're asked to imagine it. And most people don't, I don't know, don't have stuff on their table necessarily. Like your table at your apartment and our table, right? I always had yeah. stuff on it. And yeah, like little decor. I thought about it, but, but when you said, okay, what does it have on it? I thought about like, you know, like fruit and stuff, like platter of fruit. Yeah. But... That was not my first thought when I came in. I was just so focused on the okay, right. look at the dining table. And I thought, okay, you're going to have me describe it just like the key. Right. I was so right. focused on what it would look like. Then there was nothing, you know. You were focused like, on what it looked like, not what was yeah. on. Yeah. That's fair. So, because I, I would say you are a happy person. Yeah. You I would I mean? say so too. Yeah. I'm not super unhappy. So. Also, this is not superficial. It's just for <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
The durability of the material with which the cup is made of is representative of the perceived durability of your relationship with the person named mm -hmm. in number one. So you said sort of like, yeah, metal, strong, gold, right? I mean, something like that. You mean the person number four? Because number yeah, one is the animal. Yeah. These are numbered differently than what you numbered. Oh, so. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the person. That's great. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay, good. Uh, let's metal see. cup, gold handles. And then your disposition of the cup is representative of your attitude towards the person in number one. So <laughs> you picked it up and you looked at it. Well, if I had known it was you, I, you know. Oh, would you give him a kiss? <laughs> I would give him a kiss. <laughs> uh, let's see. The size of the body of water is representative of the size of your desire for love. What? I know. Why didn't you say an ocean? What in the world? Boo. Who has Boo. an ocean in their back? <laughs> Some people do say ocean, though. It's crazy, like listening to all the different responses. Okay. How wet you get in crossing the water is indicative of the relative importance of your love life. Well, I tried to jump over it, but you I did. might just land right in that crazy. You didn't get wet at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like we're revealing. Well, when you jump, you depending on the size, if it's a little bit wider, then you might have to get your feet wet and your ankles. Okay. That's all? <laughs> what? I'm hoping you fall face first in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, it's just for fun. I thought it, it was kind of, kind of cool. And I, I thought, thought it was um, going to tell me, like, a okay, this is my personality now. Yeah, I mean, just tell. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know why it's so, called a. Yeah. Interesting though. That was that was a fun exercise. Yeah, it's cool, right? So. Because I I like that place that I imagined. Somewhere in the woods and has a little creek in the back. Yeah, there's a little deer there, and you've got your little cute cat that's independent and soft. And, and to be honest, though, I would have a fence if it wasn't in the woods. Like I, if it, if there was neighbors, I would like to have a fence. Yeah. No, I get <laughs> to you. To be honest. I know. Yeah. So. But anyway, so some people go pretty crazy with the whole Zodiac stuff and they, yeah. they get into all the different, you know, these things. And I I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting because this week it kind of came up. There was a cool. teacher who was super into that. And and she then also kind of passed this on to me and some of the other students. And it was just really. Now I can never do this with you because you already know the answers. You yeah. would think about what you want to say. Yeah, I know. You'll have to wait. You're, you have to wait until I forget it. Yeah. Cause, and then maybe. Yeah pull up a different a similar one but the, not the same yeah yeah cool all right well uh there you go friends give that a try to your to your uh, significant other or your friend or whoever and that was a cool surprise get yeah. to know them a little bit better you know? <laughs> um yeah let us know let us know what uh what was your result that was that would be interesting if you want to <laughs> send yeah. us an email <laughs> T tell us the size of your house and then tell us um yeah whether you have a fence <laughs> or not all right we want to know um, some people are looking at their actual houses going like wow <laughs> you know. Hey, I, f I feel like a teacher right now because I'm like, okay, so this took longer than we thought. So we're just going to skip the next part and, and head right on to the main part. <laughs> I mean. The main part. Normally, we have our weekly magic zoology lesson now. But I know my uh, one little student over there is not a fan of this subject. So we're just going to skip it today. I, you think I'm not a fan? I'm, I'm... <laughs> I, mean, I do no. like it from time to time. It's not. Yeah, that I... sometimes. Um, yeah, we're, we're gonna talk about this um, creature next time. Okay. All right. That's so. fine. Sorry, guys. I had to go and do the personality no, that's test. Great. You know, distracted the teacher. <laughs> we can jump right into the summary. Let's go. Chapter twelve: The Patronus. Harry and Ron are mad at Hermione for telling on them. 
Harry, after owning the best broom in the world, is now back to owning no broom at all. The rest of the Christmas holidays, Hermione avoids the two boys and retreats to the library. Shortly after New Year's Eve, Gryffindor Tower is back to its lively hustle and bustle. Oliver Wood approaches Harry right before the start of the next term. The Gryffindor captain can't risk losing the next game against Ravenclaw, even if it meant letting go of his phenomenal seeker. But Harry promises that he is working on his problem with the Dementors. He also tells Oliver about the firebolt he got for Christmas and that McGonagall confiscated it, as she fears Black might have sent it to harm Harry. Wood is fired up and doesn't seem to care much about Black. He's confident that he, as a captain, can talk sense into Professor McGonagall about the broom. With the start of the new term, Harry is eager to begin his private defense against the Dementors lessons with Professor Lupin. On Thursday night, he enters the History of Magic classroom and waits until Lupin turns up with a large packing case under his arm. He caught another boggart for Harry to practice with. Lupin takes his wand out and teaches Harry the Patronus charm, a powerful and difficult incantation that can drive Dementors away. All Harry needs to do is think of a very, very happy memory while muttering the words, Expecto Patronum. The first memory Harry decides to use is his remembrance of his first time flying on a broomstick. Right before Lupin lets the Bogart Dementor out of the box, Harry wonders if a part of him might even want to hear his mother's voice again. He quickly shakes off the thought, and as the Bogart draws nearer, he tries to defy it with the new spell. Soon, however, he's devoured by darkness and his mother's screams ringing in his ears again. On the second try, Harry thinks of an even stronger memory. Gryffindor winning the House Cup last year is definitely one of his happiest memories so far. But despite trying hard to focus on the spell and the memory, Harry loses consciousness again, and this time he hears not his mom's, but his dad's voice before passing out. He tells Lupin about it, and the professor seems very touched by this news. He admits that he knew Harry's father when he was young. They were friends at Hogwarts. Instantly, Lupin regrets putting Harry through this. But Harry is more motivated than ever to try again. He knows he just has to keep searching for an even happier memory. And then it clicked. The moment when he learned that he was a wizard and that he would be leaving the Dursleys' home to go to a magic school. That was the happiest memory he could think of. On the third try, after hearing only a muffled version of his parents' voices, Harry manages to produce a non-corporeal Patronus, which protects him from the Bogart Dementor. Lupin finishes the creature off with a ridiculous charm and congratulates Harry on a great start of his training. With a large chunk of Honeyduke's best chocolate in his mouth, Harry asks the professor one last question before leaving for his common room. He wanted to know if Lupin also knew Sirius Black if he was friends with his father. The professor doesn't seem too keen on the subject but still replies that he indeed knew him, or rather thought he did. On his way back to Gryffindor Tower, Harry makes a promise to himself. Instead of dwelling on the past and his parents' voices, he knows he needs to focus on the present and do everything to win the Quidditch Cup. With the match against Ravenclaw drawing nearer, Wood increases practice nights from three to five a week. While this leaves Harry with only one night a week to do all his homework, Hermione seems to spend her evenings with nothing but homework. The immense workload is finally catching up with her, but she refuses to drop any of her subjects. Several weeks go by and Harry grows more and more impatient as he doesn't make much progress in his anti-Dementor lessons. All he is able to do is create a silvery barrier between him and the Dementor. Professor Lupin assures him he has achieved a great deal in such a short amount of time and he is confident Harry will be able to protect himself during the match. Harry is still unsure and he wonders what's hidden under the Dementor's hood anyway. 
Lupin explains to him that no one knows as they only lower their hoods to perform the Dementor's kiss, a procedure in which they suck a person's soul out through the mouth, leaving an empty, soulless, but biologically functional body. Harry did not expect such a horrible answer to his question. Deep in thought, he runs into Professor McGonagall, who at least has some good news for him. They checked the firebolt for every jinx possible, but couldn't find anything. Therefore, Harry can have it back and ride it in the match against Ravenclaw. Harry's heart is lighter than it had been in a month, and he and Ron decide to make up with Hermione. Yet, just when Ron offers to carry Harry's firebolt upstairs and feed Scabbers, he returns with his bedsheets in his hands, furiously yelling at Hermione. The bedsheets have bloodstains on them, and on the floor, he found Crookshank's furballs. Scabbers is gone. I'm sorry if your birthday is in January, but January is really, if you ask me what was your least favorite month of the year, I think my answer would be January. Really? Well. It's a new year. It is cool, but sometimes I feel It's just this... deep winter and you're like no, too actually, cold. Okay, I take that back. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, so sometimes it's this, you know, Christmas and New Year's are all exciting. You have all the holiday spirit. And it starts with October here, actually. Yes, yes. Halloween spirit, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, just boom, boom, boom. And yep. January is then, like, it slowly goes back and you, you know, it goes back down, like, the excitement and everything. And yeah. and now you have to get back into the real life again. And yeah, it's always been a harder time of the year for me. Yeah. It's dark all the time. And there's February is like my little light because that's where my birthday is, when my birthday is. And um that's why I said if if your birthday is in January, I totally understand if that's one of your favorite months. Yeah. Of the year. But so sorry. It's just for everyone else. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's getting better though. Like I've had the past couple of years, I think it's getting better. And it's often also the fact that in January you go back to school after your break and it's just hard to get back into the grind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're coming <laughs> off of a, a, you know, like a break and yeah, and holiday times and everything's just totally. It's just yeah. It's a you're on a big high to yeah. to, to to finish out the year and then yeah. it's like back to the grind. Yeah. Uh, which which is cool. I think because spring also means newness and is new. Yeah. You know, a new be- new beginning sort of or whatever. And uh, for us on a teacher cycle, we also have that sort of new beginning to. Um, like spring going into summer and then we get a new beginning again as we enter fall because we're starting a new school year. It's kind of weird and crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I get you. You know, uh, Lane, my buddy, Yeah. he has a major problem with the month of September. Yeah, okay, I get that because it's, it's tough as it's a just teacher. T- it's yeah. tough as a teacher, but it's more so that like he is wanting fall to get here so quickly. <laughs> and, and it's still summer. Yeah. yeah. When August is over, he's done. He's yeah, done yeah. with summer. And like <laughs> September's this weird kind of like, is it summer or is it going to be fall? Like yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> are we getting a pumpkin spice latte or are we going to swim in the pool? Yeah. And, exa- and it looks like you're doing both of those things in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. So I wonder if folks out there do have like a month of the year that's just not your favorite, yeah. favorite month. And it's yeah. different for everybody, you know, because... Yep. Yeah. I would like to change that though in the future. I want to I want January to be actually a really, really good month. Wow, that's exactly what Lane said in that in the episode that we did the did other day. Really? Yeah, he was like he's like, I'm gonna change my relationship with September. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Wow. Okay, that's crazy. People I are did, doing I had some no therapy. Clue. I know you didn't know that. So that's why I thought uh it's wild. He totally changed his 
mentality. It was like, I got to be more forgiving, you know, and more <laughs> understanding of September. It ain't September's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. S- same with January. January and it's needs like, some love. Yes, it does. It needs some love. So, yeah. so uh, all that's all this to say, um, it's, it's a new year for our trio. And they're not starting it off on good terms because Hermione just told on them. Harry got the best, probably best Christmas gift ever for a little boy who's playing Quidditch. I was going to say soccer. Why? <laughs> Play soccer. It wizard soccer, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it got taken away from him because of Hermione. Yeah. Who's their friend. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, it's a it's, that's rough. But I, I even felt bad at the end of this chapter because I'm like, guys, do you want to say you're sorry? I mean, say you're sorry because Hermione yeah. was just looking out for you. She was. Even if there was no jinx on it or, or no spell work or whatever, yeah, it, she like was still, worried. that's a good thing. Just like when someone is look, yeah, even if you're look, you give somebody advice, even if that bad thing never does come, it's like okay, it's still nice that the person gave you some, you know, some heads right. up or some advice or was looking out for you. Yeah. But anyway, that's just that's another thing. That's also kids developing, and I I see that all the time with kids. Oh school. yeah, I'm like, come on, guys! Like, um, that was a good thing they did. Say say you're sorry. Make yeah. up. Let's go. But it's um, hard. I guess. They definitely didn't like the silence because Hermione kind of retreated to the library, and they were hanging out right. in the common room. There's nothing going on, so they were happy when everyone returned from the holidays and and the school year or the term started back up again. Back back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And right before term starts, though, Oliver Wood. Let's go. He was he was ready to ditch Harry. It's <laughs> like, you know, look, I am the captain. I got to make tough decisions here. Yeah. If you can't handle yourself with those Dementors, I got to find a new seeker. Now, who would he have picked as a seeker? Oh, my gosh. Who would he have picked? Wow. Would he have made someone else from the team a seeker and look for a different position? Or would he just straight out try to That's find a, a seeker? Great question, because I feel like Katie Bell's a pretty good flyer. You know, okay. maybe. Okay. There's that. I don't know though. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just thinking, we wouldn't, yeah. it been, wouldn't it have been a crazy spot to like introduce a new character who's like a year yeah. older or two years older, or who's like maybe a a seventh year who just never had his chance? And yeah, I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just somebody who. It is a little crazy to me in general that in Quidditch, there's no reserves, really. It seems to be like they just right. have their seven players and that's it. Right. Like get Colin Creevy out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> get old Creevy on the broom yeah. and, and have <laughs> be crazy. I mean, I do feel like um, Fred and George would tell Wood, hey, our sister, you might want to like have yeah. her try out because she's pretty good. She's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that could have been her moment to shine. Yeah, it's Because a good point. she's already sick in years. She, the second first year, year they can't try out. Second year, she totally she can. Totally can, so. yeah. Uh, and, and she's been practicing with them. And if she's so good that she can go to the pros, it's not like she, she got that good. Uh, I mean, she does she does at, at her time at Hogwarts, but she's already, when she comes into Hogwarts, really good on a broom. Right. Really yeah. good at playing. So, yeah, definitely Jenny. Yeah. That's so. cool. But yeah, no, Wood was out. He was like, man, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> also crazy that he has to do that, that the Dementors are still a factor. And it's like, yeah. I, I we made the joke like a couple episodes or last episode or whenever it was that Dumbledore was just like, hey, Quidditch is Quidditch, like hooch, you know, <laughs> let them play, right? Yes. Let them play. Yep. They can't come in the school, but um, hey, this is Quidditch. Yeah. Harry, tough. Come on. Yeah. Toughen, toughen up. up. <laughs> like, wow. Jinx. <laughs> Now you owe me a coffee. I owe you a coffee. <laughs> <sighs> I'll take it. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
So, but Harry saves himself basically from being kicked off the team uh, by saying, hey, I got this. I'm taking lessons or I'm starting my lessons here soon to protect myself against the um, Dementors. And also the second he mentions, oh yeah, you want to say something? Sorry, you hesitated on Dementors. Because I, you, I, how I, do you say Dementors in German? Dementoren. Dementoren. Yeah. Wow. Ein Dementor, one Dementor, Dementor. Yeah. And zwei, two Dementoren. Wow, we definitely need to do that Harry Potter game where you say stuff in German. Yeah. And I try to and figure you have it to, out. Yes. Ugh. Oh, that'd be fun. Okay. We played that with uh, Arna and Chris- Christine. That yeah. was fun. Yep. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was, I was reading Patronus while I was trying to say Dementor. So my head just, it took a second to not say Patronus instead of Dementor. Anyway, so, um, Dementonus. The minute, the minute, a second, Harry says, Dementors, I'm sorry, go ahead. Firebolt. Firebolt, sorry. Wood is fired up. Yes. Yes. Fire up the wood. Fire up the wood. (laughs) (laughs) Wood be fired up. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and he says, so he, Harry tells him, sorry, I, I mean, I got this awesome broom, but I guess confiscated. And now I don't know when they're going to give it back to me. And Wood is like, I'm going to talk to Professor McGonagall. I'm going to, what does she, what does he say? I'll make her see sense. Mm. Wood? <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I love your passion, but I don't think that was... You know, it clearly doesn't go well, right? He does no, get told yeah. later by McGonagall, like, yeah, check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Um, he's She's worried about Harry's safety, and <laughs> he's sort of like, well, you look, if, I mean, we... What word did they use? Sorry. It it's was it's also like he would, shirt, I mean... Shirty. He would almost be like, Harry, look, even if you can't do it, give me the firebolt for the team. This is for the team. <laughs> know. You know, give it to Jenny, whoever. Like, McGonagall, we need that. That is a yeah. weapon in our arsenal that we <laughs> should have. So, yeah, I understand. he's funny. Did you hear a cat? That was me going. No, that was me going. <laughs> I felt like I heard a noise. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. This is cool. And you said it when we were listening to this episode or this chapter in the car, uh, how they started. So it's super cold January, uh, probably still lots of snow and ice how they started the first lesson of care of magical creatures. <laughs> What's going on? Did you hear the cat? I can't hear anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm listening to you. Sorry. It sounds like we have a cat outside our door. <laughs> oh, we're not going to be able to get this episode done <laughs> at all because Lottie is totally distracted by a meowing sorry. kitty cat outside. Maybe it's my own self meowing outside of the door. Oh, my God. Then let's in. go get it, you know. Yeah. Um, no, but... The first create creature, magical care creature <laughs> lesson. They start a bonfire full of salamanders for their enjoyment. Oh, yeah. That was cool. And they spent an unusually good lesson collecting dry wood and leaves to keep the fire blazing while the flame-loving lizards scampered up and down the crumbling white-hot logs. Mm. So, like, they're like fire salamanders. Yeah. They just learn about them and probably learn how to keep them alive. Or I don't know if they need a fire to Dang. survive. I love that cool. it makes me think of Newt and it makes me think yeah. of Tina Goldstein, you know? Yeah. And the and the and her salamander eyes. It's just like... <laughs> True. Oh, yes. Yeah. Gosh. 
Shout out to Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I know. We're Bring still waiting for the day when it comes back. It's going to happen. It's going to come back, guys. And then di- Divination is not as fun because it turns out that Harry has the shortest lifeline that Professor Trelawney has ever seen. Mm-hmm. They're doing palmistry. And she's yeah. like, yours is very, 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 very short. <laughs> Your lifeline. <laughs> um, but we said something that's really sad in the car. Well, if Harry's lifeline is so short, okay, maybe that has something to do with he kind of did die for a second and then came back, right? Maybe she did see that. But what about all these other students who do pass away during the oh, Battle yeah. of Hogwarts, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, also, maybe she's not looking at everybody else's yeah. palm and she just happens to look at Harry's yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah. And it's because sort of she knows that something's symbolic up. Of, yeah, it represents all of them in that mm-hmm. battle, really. So, mm-hmm. crazy. I want to get to the defense against the Dementors lesson, though. Mm-hmm. Because yes. this... Oh my goodness. I haven't read this. The exact words from the book in so long. Again, because yeah. the movie is really good. Um, it's different. So what Harry says to Lupin first is different. And then the choice that Harry makes for his happiest memory is also different from the movie. Memory. Right, right. So let's get right into that. Um, his first lesson goes pretty well in total. So he has three tries with the Boggart Dementor. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. He practices with the Boggart. Yeah. That turns into a Dementor. And it seems like the Boggart does not just um, adopt the appearance of whatever the person is scared of, but he actually becomes the thing. Yeah. Because he has the same, even if it's milder, the same effect on Harry. Yeah. yeah like a sure. Dementor would. And that... I've never thought about that. Yeah, why? Why, why does he still um, re- like hear his mother and father? Yeah. Is it is it just because, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, yeah, is the Bogart really sort of drawing in the powers of that Dementor? Yeah, I or, guess so. Because, for example, like when it turns into Snape, does that mean it knows? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All of Snape's like yeah. spells and powers and stuff. Could it do Just magic? Just a little milder. Yeah, it seems like it. Seems like it could because it's. It, I mean, the Dementor is able mm-hmm. to to make him recall those things and to go deep inward. I know those are. Those are those are memories and moments inside his own mind. Yeah. So maybe just like seeing this Dementor is, is his mind associated that mm-hmm. visual with though that place in his mind. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why it's traversing maybe. back there. And okay. it's not necessarily the powers of the Bogart slash Dementor. Yeah. But I uh, don't know. I'll yeah. tell you what. The Bogart seems to be like Ditto. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Pokemon Ditto? No. Look Sorry. up Ditto. Look oh. what lo- look up what it looks like. Probably that's what people would imagine what a Bogart looks like when it has no form. Oh, wow. He's <laughs> cute. Ditto is a Pokemon that takes on the form of the opponent pokemon basically 
Wow, who so are you? if if I send out a Bulbasaur to fight against Ditto, then Ditto would take on the form of Bulbasaur, and it would know Bulbasaur's attacks, and it takes on its type. Whoa! And stuff like that. So it just mimics him. Is yeah. it as strong as him as well? That's the question. That was, I guess like if you have a level five Ditto fighting against a level thirty Bulbasaur, I haven't evolved <laughs> Bulbasaur yet, but anyway, um. Then yeah, probably no. It's not as strong. Definitely, it does not take on mm. the level. Okay. Only the form, and it knows its attacks. Dang. That makes sense. <laughs> so the Bogart is literally a ditto. Yeah. Wow. We should make a short about this. Yeah, we should. That's cool. Is a Bogart actually a ditto? That could go viral. <laughs> I will make it tonight. No, I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> I love it. Wow. I love a good crossover. I've, I've never looked at this Pokemon. <laughs> Looks ridiculous. It's just a squishy little purple guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's interesting when Harry tries the first time, so Lupin teaches him the incantation is expecto patronum, and he has to think of something super, like, you know, a very, very happy memory. And his the first memory he chooses is the first time flying on a broomstick. And then right before Lupin opens the box with a boggart in it, he has that thought he thinks uh, any second now he might hear his mother again, but he shouldn't think that or he would hear her again and he didn't want to. Or did he? That's what it says on the book. Or did he? Or did he? Yeah. Later on, he feels a little bit guilty about that because he he's does. sort of like, um, am I just am I you know, not focused on uh, the incantation or the spell work or whatever? Mm. I'm more focused on what I'm going to experience and what right. I'm going to hear. And so... Yeah. It's almost like a little bit like the mirror of Erised again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's he's, he's never had, he, he's always been uh, interested in his parents and, and his past and stuff like yeah. that. So now he's found a mechanism that allows him to go back and revisit that scene, even if it's extremely traumatic and uh, he's, he's able to hear his parents. Yeah. And, you know, people could argue why you haven't really known, air quote, known your parents. Why do you miss them so much? But A... Because he grew up with a family who was not really a family to him. Yeah. Who yeah. didn't give him that parental love. Right. And B, I think that Lily's love is still in him so much. It echoes. He still feels it. Oh, and for that's sure. that's why he still feels so connected to her and, and them. Yeah. 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 Um, her magic is still working. Yeah. yeah. Um, And the first try goes wrong. He try Nothing's really coming out of his wand he's just um muttering the incantation and then he hears the voice and he passes out uh he gets a chocolate frog from lupin mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. starts again so on his second try he thinks of the last year's house championship when gryffindor won the house cup yeah that was a super happy memory and i think now reading the book again like we just finished chamber a few months ago that was, that was like I think it sem said something like the best night he's ever had. Okay. Yeah. But after the feast. Yeah. And everything. So, I do think that was a super happy mem memory for him. But then something unexpected happened. Uh, he tries again, fails, and this time he doesn't hear his mother's voice, but his father's. Yeah. And it says, "Lily, take Harry and go. It's him. Go, run. I'll hold him off." The sounds of someone stumbling from a room a door bursting open, a cackle of high-pitched laughter. Mm. And then Harry wakes up, and he tells Lupin, I heard my dad. 
That's the first time I've ever heard him. He tried to take on Voldemort himself to give my mom time to run for it. And then Harry realizes that he has tears in his eyes and he tries to kind of hide it from Lupin. Mm. But then Lupin says, and this just breaks my heart, he says, You heard James? said Lupin in a strange voice. Yeah. Uh, why? You didn't know my dad, did you? I did, as a matter of fact. We were friends at Hogwarts. And then he says, Harry, I don't think we should continue. On. Continue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would call a stop to it right there, too. Like, this guy's going, I mean, this kid, you know, he's, re- he's going back and reliving super traumatic events. And this is really hard, really advanced. Guarantee this was not uh, approved by anyone else, too. This is all done Yeah. on the side. McGonagall probably would not have been happy about it, especially yeah. if they know the effects that, that Harry's has, going through yeah. here, you know. And the fact that this is all just to, just to defend him from Dementors on the Quidditch pitch. Thankfully, this will come in handy Later throughout on. the yeah. rest of the series. Sure. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, and it, and it is. It's a, it's a gateway back into. It's really interesting that this is how we can go back and re-experience that night a little bit, and yeah. Harry get a little bit closer to his mom and dad and what happened, as well as uh, these two new friends from that he's yeah. learned about with his parents. So we've got Lupin, uh, Sirius, and then Pettigrew. Right. How crazy is it that Harry though just spoke the last, or did he say it exactly? No, he just he doesn't utter the words that he heard okay i thought he would would spoke to to loop in the last words that james said right ever. but he heard him he heard him he, he heard might have well harry did but not Lupin. right yeah i just thought yeah how crazy though to Lupin. like you know he's already training his best friend's son and now he's talking about james wow you just gave me a major star wars vibe there when you said he's training his best friend's son yeah <laughs> that is like Jedi Master stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, honestly, if we were in the Star Wars I, universe, Lupin would be like that. He be, would be, he'd a, be master. a Jedi Master. Yep. And and James also was what was a master, and they fought together mm-hmm. during you know the the that war. Yeah. And um, he lost his friend, and now he's training his son. That is when I think about it like that. Mm-hmm. It's almost I've always thought Lupin is epic, but now I'm like, whoa! <laughs> like it just uh, frames it yeah. in a way that I'm like, dang. <laughs> wild yep so this last thing last try i want to point out to you guys this is the thing that was very different from the movie so in the movie harry says the memory that eventually uh made him conjure up the patronus or mm-hmm. you know non-corporeal patronus was that he just heard his parents voices i think talk to him yeah they just talked to him when he was a baby and it always threw me off a little bit because that's when you're he was under one year old. So he was one year old when they were killed. So his conscious mind yeah, would really remember. remember. I don't remember that in the movie, though. That's, that's the thing. Not oh, to gosh. Be. Hopefully I'm right. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I think they would think of that, too, wouldn't they? Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I think he just says he thought of his mom and dad. I don't know if he if, the, if it was just the, what they said in the movie. But either way, like, it's different. Oh, you're saying from what we I have. I want to get it right now. okay we just rewatched the scene to confirm and to tell you you were right (laughs) i was uh, i was right so he said um he was just basically seeing their faces and hearing them talk that's it and he doesn't even know if it's real he doesn't know if it's real also he doesn't know what they were saying either no yeah impression that he has more like a yeah yeah but that's not the case in the book. Right. He has a different memory that he chooses. And I think that's super strong too. And it, it just gives me so much joy because this is what, as a kid, we all dreamed of, right? Someone just coming and take you away. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he chose it choose, chooses <laughs> the moment when he first found out he was a wizard and would be leaving the Dursleys for Hogwarts. If that wasn't a happy memory, he didn't know what was. Mm. Yeah, the moment someone came and took him away from his horrible, horrible life with yeah. the Dursleys. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> no. <laughs> and isn't that so sweet, though, that Hagrid is part of that memory? Man, Absolutely. He was the one. He's, he was supposed to be the one who gets him, saves him from the Dursleys, mm-hmm. and then later carries him through the Forbidden Forest yeah. in the end. Yeah. Oh, Man. yeah. Hagrid's huge. Getting chills. Get it? Hagrid is huge. He All is. Right. <laughs> it's a big deal. All right. So this time it works. He can create at least a silvery barrier between him and the Bogart Dementor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't really create a real Patronus yet, but Lupin tells him it's huge what you did the first night. He didn't expect him to do so well because it's a very highly advanced um, charm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think he says beyond OWL yeah, level sure. kind yeah. of like. And so. still some adults can't really conjure up a corporeal Patronus. Yeah. And that it becomes one of Harry's specialties that he teaches all the DA members. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time we did like a short on uh, Patronuses or something and you were saying the word corporeal. I know. I said corporeal. (laughs) And someone's like like in the comments, it's corporeal. Come on. I don't even know if we're saying, they're big words, people. That's why I'm so aware now (laughs) to say corporeal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I hope, yeah. Okay. Sorry. All, no, I'm you're sa- <laughs> all I'm saying is it just made me think of that. And, yeah, you know, me, too, me too. All the time. Yeah. Words. I don't always get it right. I had kids this week. Uh, I wanted them to challenge me to like come mm. look up words that were difficult because mm-hmm. uh, I, I run a kind of a reading uh, class. And, yeah. And it was always like, guys, don't don't be. I mean, there's so many words out there that are like difficult. We don't use very often. We don't yeah. say. And so they they pulled out some some good ones. I'll have to pull them up for the next podcast because. Oh, and have me read it. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> they were tough ones to read, tough ones to say and pronounce. And then some of them was like you could read or pronounce it, but you're like, well, what does this mean? Yeah, that's no me every time I read from the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before Harry leaves, he's, he was kind of successful this night. Before he leaves, though, um, he remembers that Lupin told him he was also friends with his father. And does that mean he knows Sirius Black or knew, you know, Sirius Black? Mm-hmm. And Lupin is not super keen on the subject, but he says, yeah. I knew him, or at least I thought. At least I, I thought I did. Yep. So Lupin is still not sure. He can't believe his friend did all this, but also that seems to be the truth for now. So he's super disappointed in his friend and doesn't really know what to feel. Yeah. But he's yeah. so close to finding out that it's all not true. Yeah. Thank goodness. Clear Sirius Black's name. Let's go. I know. But this, I don't know. Sorry. So after that, they then go to what I think is an interesting point. They go to, he's on his way back to Gryffindor Tower, Mm -hmm. friends. And this is where he decides he's wrestling with, as you said, sort of the idea that he's been listening to his mom and dad. He's hearing their voices and he's sort of like, I'm not going to dwell on that anymore. And then he needs to, you know, just focus on the present and do everything yeah. he can to win the upcoming match. I love that we get a little uh, back and forth on on the matches Insights, and, yeah. you know, did Slytherin win? Did they not mm-hmm. win? Ravenclaw, um, and so on. And Wood is increasing those practices to, you know, as we said in the summary, three to five a week or whatever, which is five you know, times a week. Tense people. So like, that means Harry has five five times 
a week practice and then also one night a week he has the homework um lessons lessons with lupin yeah and then he has only one night left to do his homework that's not a lot if you know heck no you're a busy student and sometimes you get i mean you get homework in every subject and you have so much to do in just one night you can't do it all i'm gonna tell you right now when i do become the the professor of of history history of magic I'm not assigning homework. There will be a 20-minute block where in which you can get this assignment done. If you don't yep. get it done, then, then it's, it's your homework. homework. Yes. Okay. That's but what I do in my classes. Is that what you do? Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Such a nice German teacher. Yeah. But then I get angry when students still sit there and don't do anything. And they're like, wow, we have homework? Uh, Frau Kirk, what did you just say we had to do? <laughs> so we're sh- like, do we have to do that now? Or like, can we do it whenever we want? Or when should we do it? Can we get a calculator? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. But he's not the only one who's struggling with school stuff because Hermione, her ambitious schedule is catching up with her, and she sits in the common room every night. She has multiple tables where she spreads out all her books, and she's trying to do all the homework for all the classes she does. Yes. Yeah, I would say, so after this whole bit with the fireball, and she, she kind of turns the fireball in, and then she, they don't talk to her for a while, yep. right? So she's just, I think in her mind, she's like, you know what? Fine. You guys will figure out eventually yes. that I was right. That's her I mindset. have too much to deal yeah. with. Yeah. Your maturity level is down here. I am here, and I need to focus on my mm-hmm. studies and get after it. Because she is driven. She yeah. is driven. She is passionate about her studies, about knowledge, about learning. Yeah. And she wants to learn everything that she can. And I just love it. I think she, I think also too, you know, I sometimes escape to like an audio book or I, 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 I do like reading. I like watching TV. I like watching stuff I like going on a walk or whatever. Whatever your thing is going to the gym, right? Um, that gets your mind in a good place. I feel like for Hermione, it is her studies. Yeah, for and, sure. She loves actually, learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like when I, I remember last semester or two, two semesters ago, I was uh, picked up some history classes and I was working on them. Yeah. And I was so it was it was awesome. I was watching yeah. Yeah. Hi- history YouTube videos. <laughs> I was like reading through all these books, taking notes, going and collecting re- resources from other teachers. Mm-hmm. I was doing stuff that I didn't need to do at all for class. But I was like, nah, if I'm gonna know this, I'm gonna know it. You know. I loved when you told me about all that stuff. Yep. Crazy, all the stuff I was learning about just uh, how how the world functions, and then yeah, uh, gosh, international relationships was the course I was taking. And then mm-hmm. some of it was like British history. Oh yes. boy. <laughs> the monarchy. That was, that was some wild stuff. And there's so many names that are like recorded. And mm-hmm. if, if you really get into it, there's, just, I mean, uh, that's, that seems obvious, but I think we only hear about these, these, uh, certain individuals, Kings and Queens and whatnot, and you know, leaders and stuff. But there's so many other people that were just captains on this vessel that they were oh, mentioned and, I don't know, generals and stuff. It's And again, there's even more. It's just nuts. Yeah, it yeah. is. Like, we're not going to be listed in the histories, probably, in this lifetime. Which is okay. okay. It's okay with me, actually. Totally fine. We but build our own history. I just am like, <laughs> wow. So I feel like that's what she's doing, though. I feel like she yeah. is there spread out with all of her books, sort of like, they'll come around when they come around. And then they do, and it's sort of like, at the end of this, as I said at the beginning, they kind of make up for it once we get the... Mm-hmm. Back, which we're about to do, I think, right here. We're coming up on the on the part where we're going to get. Yeah, just it. right before it. Um, it's just that I think it was interesting. That Harry goes back to the lessons with Lupin, and that one night he feels like he's not really making progress for a while because he only manages to put up that wall, or you know, it's like a Patronus, but it's just silvery dust slash what do you call it? 
I, I, I call it exactly what it looks like in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they did there. Yeah. And he's he's uh, kind of disappointed that it's not an actual Patronus that ha- takes up shape. Um, yeah, he talks about that. He even talks about it like, I, I thought this would be something that would charge right. after a Dementor. And, and drive him away. And Lupin's like, yeah. A real one does. It will, buddy. But it's so cool how he shows confidence. He says, I'm confident that you can do it, Harry. Lupin yeah. does. Um, and then they have a butterbeer together. <laughs> They do, they do, and I bet you that goes down as a great memory for him, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. But I want to ask you, as you go to conjure your Patronus mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. You, Lottie Kirk, what do you do, huh? What's your What's your memory? What What do you? Uh, you're in Harry's shoes. Wow. I know. Put you on the spot. He did uh, definitely. What you want me to give you mine? Well, definitely, what comes to mind is. And for some people, whatever, you know, it might sound very it might sound cheesy a to you, corny. but it is memories that I have with you. Yeah. Like meeting you for the first time. In Costa Rica. Definitely one of the happiest memories. <laughs> Being in Scotland with you. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was great. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, me too, though. That's, I'd, I'd say that, me too. Yeah. And I feel like we're blessed because we have a lot of happy memories to kind of we do choose from. And I think when you look at Harry, too, it's sort of like, okay, he had a pretty miserable life growing yes. up. So the happy memories are very condensed into the last yeah. two years. Right. And that it, that tells you something. It's sort of like, that's why Hogwarts means so much to him. And yeah. that's why we all are sort of like, wow, this poor boy grew up in a, you can't even call it a family. They did not consider yeah. him family. He was not to be really associated with him. I think it yeah. probably disgusted them to like even call him their nephew, right? Yeah. But. Yeah. And that's the crazy part, you know, that might have been just like that for 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 um Tom Riddle might be the same cuz the orphanage wasn't a happy place for him and then Hogwarts was his only place where he made good memories in a different very different way though. Yeah. But um this is to show us that how similar Harry and Voldemort are and yet they turn out so different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, also we get into, so after that, so thank you for sharing your, yeah. I, you know, I just wanted to wink, wink. I wanted to hear that it was, uh, you know, your happy memory was yes tied to me. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, it is. For, yeah. Anyway, I'm just kidding with you guys. Are, some people are like, girls, <laughs> yeah. guys, come go to Harry Potter, will you please? Sorry. Oh, just wait this. 10 years and you're going to say something different. Yes, of course. Hopefully in 10 years, I'm also going to mention maybe. Yeah. You know, the birth of our kids. Maybe like a future little spirit baby, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. But you, they will always be part of the happiest memories. Cool thing is, I think sometimes why we, we, we do that is like Harry Potter is like our love language too because that's how we met, yeah. you know, is through through yeah. Harry Potter. And so I just think it's great. I love I it. I think also now that you say it, it's the night after we first talked, not even when we first met. Like in Costa Rica, but when we oh, first, yeah. the night after we had our first long one-on-one conversation. Yeah, yeah it was wild. I felt like I could, I mean, that like, was. I was walking yeah. at, a, at a local dam, actually, and I, I remember looking down at my shoes, and I think I sent you some some dumb video of my, my shoes walking. Because <laughs> yes, you, you sent me one, too. And uh, I, was, I was out on the dam, and... Uh, <laughs> And and I looked out over over the, over the lake, and I I told her it was just like I think I could walk on that water right now. Yes, you know I, I mean? know. Like, I was like, I just go out there and just just. I mean, I felt like I was. Whew. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Anyway. Hi. Yeah. That no. was cloud nine, baby. Yep. Um. But anyways, that's why we do that. So so mm-hmm. bear with us. Sorry, just skip ahead thirty seconds. You're fine there. You're fine. <laughs> okay. 
Let's talk about kissing. Let's talk about the Dementor's kiss, actually. That's not very happy. Yeah, well, uh, this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, I sometimes forget that they can kiss. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> they can. They definitely, like, latch their f- mouth. Yeah. You want on- me to read it? Sure. <laughs> uh, they call it the Dementor's kiss. It's what Dementors do to those they wish to destroy. I suppose there must be some kind of mouth under there because they clamp their jaws upon the mouth of the victim and suck out his soul. Mm. Yeah, and this is where Harry is sort of like they talk about Sirius Black and in the news that Mm -hmm. it's a punishment that they would would give for him or whatever, that he's going to be given the... The Dementors have been given permission to kiss him on sight, okay? Yeah. Which... By the way, Lottie has also been given that permission with me <laughs> 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 to kiss me upon sight. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> they the um, the Dementors though they are they're gross. They're absolutely like disgusting, gross. They look gross, and then uh, they yeah. did a great job in the in the movie of making oh, yeah. them look ugh. Um, and so they're talking about this, but Harry is sort of like, "Well, I think he deserves it," you know, serious. And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Slow down. Yeah. Let this be a lesson on on uh, not judging too quickly. Yeah. And also, like, as Lupin said, he goes even a step further than that, which is, like, does anyone deserve something mm-hmm. like this, though? Is this it, is worse it, than death. Yes, I was going to say. They, they say it might be worse than dying because your soul is trapped. And we talked about this. If your soul does cross over to the whatever lies on the other side, yeah. if it's trapped in a Dementor, it can't. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not at rest. I don't even know. There is what happens no... when your body dies, we don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird... Uh, I've done shorts on it because I think it's people find it fascinating in, yeah. in Harry Potter, and it's a, it's a high search um, you know, key, keyword or whatever in the Harry Potter fandom. People mm-hmm. talk about Dementors and Dementors Kiss, and, yeah. and could you destroy a Horcrux? Could you destroy Voldemort with that? What would happen if you, right. if you sucked Voldemort's... Right, there's a piece of soul in there. Right, if you suck Voldemort's soul out and it goes into a Dementor, <laughs> do the Horcruxes allow that dementor to take that soul because they technically haven't taken the soul beyond it's it's not like a vodka yeah, cadaver yeah. which is trying to remove it from the body and separate it into the afterlife right, right? It's, it's these dementors are technically still of this realm and in existing in the same yeah. same place or same plane that the horcruxes themselves to think your soul's lost in there yeah, yeah. it's crazy so Anyway, though, uh, just I'll say this: uh, unless it's Halloween and you know who's underneath that hood, um, <laughs> I would steer clear um, of Dementor's sure, kiss. Yeah. And um, Harry is really taken aback by that news, and he's deep in thought when he walks back from mm. Lupin's or from the from the classroom, uh, History of Magic classroom. And he runs into Professor McGonagall, who has some good news. Hey, Harry, guess what? We can have your broom back. Woo. And guess what? We're going to go apologize to Hermione. And guess what? Not really, because We're boys, and we don't... Oh, scabbers. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Also scabbers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Harry could have apologized right there. True. So Harry has the chance to do it, and then, you know, they're all kind of looking over the broom, and Gryffindor, Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Firebolt, firebolt. Like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're I know. They, pumped. they love the firebolt. Everyone's looking at it. It's awesome. And Ron runs it upstairs. And then, yeah, as you say at the end of the chapter, ba-boom. There's a... Uh, Blood, uh, hair, cat hair, and Scabbers is gone. Scabbers and, is gone. I mean, Ron just insinuates that, that Kirkshanks took him. Yeah. 
and he's probably dead and he's so <laughs> mad i'm just imagining crook, crook like like crookshanks you know said he that he took him he took scabbers and i just imagine this cat with his with his paw just wrapped around scabbers this little rat and he's just holding him you know there <laughs> hostage yeah got him right here what are you gonna do wait wait Weasley. wait can you imagine that what happened what would have happened had scabbers actually eaten peter Ugh. no i don't want to think he of that. would not have i mean sirius would not have been able to prove his innocence oh yeah but then also Voldemort wouldn't have come back so <laughs> i don't know yeah dang mm-hmm. it was big that peter escaped here yeah it is interesting i never thought about crookshanks what happens if you eat like an animagus you, you're just eaten you're just, you're you're just a rat gone. at that point yep wow. you're just dead wow i mean if you other if you have any other information on that i no, think you're I, just dead oh uh, Dang. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> Sorry. There's the little, uh, this little morbid uh, way to end the chapter discussion, but <laughs> no. Scabbers is gone. Scabbers is gone. We know he's not really gone, but for Ron, he is. And it's sad because Ron loved his pet and it's weird to think about. It's not really been a pet for him, but. Right. Strange, but hey, you know, sad. I mean, Peter Pettigrew, I wish we could give him more. He just, I don't know, so many different things when it comes yeah. to him. He's, we could do a whole We never get, on. yeah, we never get enough of his backstory, really, to feel Cause more I, Yeah, sorry compassion. for him and compassion. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you could, though. I think that's what people want with Marauders. Is they want a story where, where Peter is trying to be, mm-hmm. you know, something more and good and certain things happen. Maybe there's a side uh, that's not intentional from James and Sirius that just sort of starts to kind of, demean and put him down in a way that he, they don't realize they're kids they're teenagers yeah. these things happen i so. don't understand why they're not making this marauder series that everybody wants and it would fit in so well with all the different shows that are well popular right now i just don't understand it i'll tell you right now what they're doing yeah is they're rebooting the series and they are going at it with that in mind hopefully, i yeah. think they're going to go it's just gonna take so long that's all right hey it's the rest of hopefully we're around for it um <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> Uh, maybe if we're not, hey, so just, just, uh, I don't know, somebody. We'll have to teach our think, kids how to podcast. Yeah, we'll teach our kids how to podcast and then have them, um, yeah, yeah just think fondly of us and tell us maybe what, what yeah. happened. Anyway, or watch from the spirit realm, you know what I mean? Yes. Because like that's that. what people do in the spirit realm. They just sort of hang and watch it. Maybe we'll be ghosts, you know? Maybe our yeah. business will not be finished until they've completed <laughs> the Marauder series and we will haunt this world. For the rest of. Yeah. HBO. HBO, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to uh, our outpost, actually. I'm pulling up right now. I got it right here, actually. So shout out to Tyler Warren. Thank you so much for sending us the message. Thanks, Tyler. Um, we got this over in our Gmail, and we also got this over on Instagram as well. So you guys can send that, again, to both places, at Fleur and Bill uh, on Gmail, and then at Fleur and Bill on Instagram. So this is great. But he said, so I was listening to the podcast, and you all were discussing Snape being extremely mean to Neville and not understanding why he was that way. I believe that he was mean to Neville because the choice of Voldemort to attack Lily and not Neville's parents... Um, he takes it out on Neville because it could have been yeah. his parents, right? Yeah. And Lily would still be alive. So it's this idea of Voldemort mm-hmm. has a choice. Does he decide between, does he go after the Potters? Yeah. Or does does he go after the Longbottoms? And if he goes after the Longbottoms, Snape is then, this is great, by the way. I actually might even turn this into a short, Tyler, because this is, I mean. Yeah. 
really cool to kind of think about is that's that's sort of maybe one of the reasons why he resents Neville and his yeah. family and stuff. Yeah. It's it's a weird, twisted sort of um, immature way for Snape because a lot of people talk about Snape being emotionally stunted mm-hmm. and his maturity not being there just because of all the uh, I don't know like like how much how how traumatized he was as 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 in his youth and then how how traumatized he was at school and then losing his best friend and all that kind of right. stuff. So. Uh, he definitely hasn't hasn't developed beyond this. It's something that has just really traumatized him, and and he's he's intimately involved with it because of of what he passed on to Voldemort himself, right? He's not right. responsible for outing the Potters, but but he and he doesn't really even know I, and understand yeah. how what he heard um, at the related to Lily at all. Yeah, if if he would have, he never would have done it, right? But yeah. So and then yeah, so now that with Neville. Uh, I get it. Uh, he does yeah. not mark them as his equal, uh, and rather it's the Potters. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that that means, you know. Great thought, Tyler. I think you're right. You could be right about that. I also think, though, when we are hateful towards someone and we blame them, deep, deep inside we blame ourselves. So I think definitely that Snape has that self yeah, it's like hatred a, remi- a little bit. That well, he, he did that. He... Brought that upon himself by telling Voldemort about the prophecy. Mm-hmm. Now, when he found out, he hoped, okay, maybe I can even gain from this by getting rid of James and the son and mm-hmm. then having Lily for myself. I don't know if he ever really hoped that then Lily would be happy with him or whatnot. <laughs> right. I know, but some people have speculated that he, that he at that time he was so, you know, he's dabbling in the dark arts. He had yeah. taken the wrong path. He was somebody who needed redemption. and. Yeah. And yeah, he had definitely gone down. Uh, People have speculated yeah. had Voldemort chosen Neville and his parents, would Snape still be a Death Eater? Oh, um, hmm. I, great, yeah. Like, let's say he heard in his camp that he interpreted that that vision uh, mm-hmm. by Trelawney or the prophecy. Had that have been interpreted to mean the Longbottoms, yep. would he have ever went to Dumbledore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. It could be. Still a Death Eater. Definitely, d- definitely might have. I think maybe something over the course. Now, if Lily lives on and has a son and whatnot, there's always more mm. opportunity then for Lily to influence Snape. And I think True. that would have happened She'd at some point. She'd still be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think she's a better person than, and I think she would have would have done something if she could have to mm-hmm. to bring him back. Or there would have been another moment like well, that's this. That's a where, great thought. Yeah. yeah, I'm an optimist, and I like to think I like that <laughs> I like to think that that uh, Snape doesn't really want to be there. And I like that. I just think he's he's sensing a, a place of belonging. I think he's bullied and picked on by other people, by yeah. his father, by by Gryffindors and everybody mm-hmm. else. And so it's sort of like, okay, who else is going to appreciate me? And yeah. it's a very very similar to Wormtail, kind of. Yeah. And you're like, wow, t- two guys came out of this this class this year feeling like they like less than and feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe bullied a little bit by by James and Sirius, possibly. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think you could put Wormtail in that group, and mm-hmm. there's a reason. I know it's just people say fear, like he was just afraid uh, of of Voldemort, and was decided to to go with um, someone mm-hmm. more powerful to to ally with someone more powerful because he wanted to spare his own life, right. and he was a coward or something. But I think there's more be behind a that. Little resentment, yeah, towards his friends. Yeah, as Tiffany always says, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, she does. Yeah, true, yeah, true, true, true. The sad truth. Yeah. So. All right, though. Hey, thanks. Um, and I would love to uh, get more of these. So if you guys have thoughts on previous episodes or any topic or character, what have you, it, it drives us all around the series and it's great. So please send us an out. <laughs>
That was good. Okay, on to our final and one of my favorite segments. Irma Pence's recommendation of the week. And before we introduce the book a little bit, uh, you wanted me to remind you of Jedi Knight? Yeah, just that. Uh, so my, my thing was, so we're focused right now on habits. Yeah. And habit changing and trying to, you know, increase, I don't know, just eliminate bad habits, me personally. And then I'm also trying to create better habits, yeah. right? Um, and so your focus determines your reality. Yeah. So if you're focused on trying to create better habits, you will. Yes. Um, whether to, to, to varying levels of degree, yeah. depending on your, your focus. But I thought that was cool. You know, if you focus on doing better at job or if you focus mm -hmm. on being better in your relationship or if you if you focus on any task. Yeah. Right. If you devote more time and focus and energy towards it, it's yeah. more likely you're, to, you're going to accomplish that thing. Or you're going to and that will become a reality for you. If yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, if you focus on negative energy, too, if you watch and if you have negative people around you mm -hmm. and you focus on them and you, you dwell on that, you'll see, I believe, that more of that just sort of uh, creeps into your life. Yeah. And I, I know I'm at work all the time and I'm constantly, constantly telling people mm -hmm. that I just want positive energy. Yeah. And when the negativity comes up, and it's, not, it's also me, too, sometimes. So, like, yeah. that's the other thing, too. It's not just other people. It's also us mm -hmm. because a situation happens and we're like, oh, what the heck, you know, yeah. and then we get negative yeah. and we start to then uh you know sort of spread that and in the moment that we catch ourselves as soon as you realize you're doing it you stop yeah. and that's that's the best thing is that we have control over that as soon as we, the realization hits yeah. so that led me into this idea of um habits focusing mm -hmm. more on habits and like reading more because you have here atomic habits right the book we're reading yes and so you want to talk about it a little bit Right. And um, I thought it was fascinating that the author, James Clear, is from Ohio and he graduated from a college in our area. So yeah. that was so cool to me because I have read this book before, but I didn't know you at the time. I was in Germany. Yeah. It was recommended by all the different, you know, in Germany, Laura Melina Zeila is one of the greatest podcasters uh, who talks about uh, personal development and all that stuff. And yeah. I think this book was recommended by her and other people. And I downloaded the audiobook. Just I totally forgot about the beginning when he tells his story and then um, talks about that he's from Ohio. And th mm. I probably thought, oh, that's cool. But then he talks about the college and that did, didn't ring a bell to me at the time. But right. now it's so fun that it's a place where we like to go and eat breakfast. And yeah, just yeah, that he went there. Yeah, it's, it's so really cool. cool. It was really cool because I didn't know it either. And uh, as we're listening to it, I was like, whoa, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I even know the town that he's from. I know the college that <laughs> yeah. he went to. It's cool. So, And his book is all about, like I said, the idea that small incremental changes in our habits can lead to significant and long-lasting personal transformation. Mm -hmm. So anything in life, if you want to, and he talks about it, and we're going to talk about this key concept in a little bit. If you want to, air quote, reach a goal, you have to create a habit that will get you there. And people who are successful, they weren't just lucky. Yeah, they yeah. created habits that got them there right. for years. And I think it's a fantastic concept because it, it it gives you power, honestly. And it says the power of habits, right? Yep. But it gives you the power. You can change your daily habits to get to where you want to be. And I want to talk about this key concept, though, that for me was a great reminder that you should uh, prioritize systems over goals. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. 
And, so, and, and yeah. can, can I just say, Please. as a teacher who I set a lot of goals for kids, and there, I always kind of talk with parents, like, we got to have students involved in that goal-setting process. Yeah. But the very next thing is, like, what are our objectives to obtain that goal? What are things that we are going right. to do? And that's where the systems become very important. We can set whatever goal we want, but if we don't set up a really good system to get there, it's right. really hard. Unless you have, like, super motivation um, and, and discipline and stuff, and you have that for a short time, we, we can, we can get those short bursts of energy, mm-hmm. but to do something that is life changing right. and long term, and that's going to be long lasting, um, creating systems was yes. definitely, uh, his, his, his point was we need to create those right. and focus on those over goals. Right. And it's not, it's not completely against like setting goals. It's probably important to know, to, to set a direction. I think he said, Yeah. but then focus on what it is you need to change um, in order to get there and then you know if you don't get to exactly that point but you get super close or you even surpass it that's the power of that habit you created not of setting the goal itself um so what does he actually mean by systems i guess like yeah they're like the processes that you go through or behaviors that you have every day right the, the yeah, habits yeah. those themselves. are the small things that's yeah. the atomic so in, in atomic habits it's sort of like Looking at the atomic level, you're going in and you're setting up um, something, you know, in your daily routine, a small micro adjustment yeah. that that if done every day. Like meal for, prepping instead of getting takeout somewhere. Right. I mean, uh, this seems like such a such a small one. But if you did it every single day, oh, um, yeah. or I'm sorry, if you did it every single time you went to the shopping mall, for example, mm-hmm. if you parked as far away as you possibly could. Oh, yeah, that's a right, good one. And you, and you, you walked. walked up up you know in, into the store or whatever mm-hmm. it, but if you did that every single time yep. for the rest of it your life <laughs> would that not add up tremendously in, instead of trying to get the closest spot right and it's just a habit and if it's it's a it's a system that you say nope every time it's something that you and it, but it doesn't you're going to the store anyways and it's not like a mega huge adjustment yeah and it's just something minor that you add in but you it's something that you can and will stick to uh, yeah for the whole yeah time. like you did you used to go for one lap in between every single period right yes mm-hmm. that was one lap and it seemed like not a lot but over the course of the day and then the weeks and then the months it added up yeah for example in my building when i go for one lap um if i can get five of those in that's one mile and so i could have just sat and stood out outside of my door uh, but yeah. instead i chose to take one lap yeah and i did it for between every so at the start of the day one mm-hmm. and then in between all the different periods and we have eight periods so you've got eight so now we're up to nine and then at the end of the day i would wrap up with one which would be ten. yes and that was two miles so that was there two you go intentional yep. miles of, of walking that i put in five days a week yep and so you're like okay if you do that every single That's day amazing. yeah every single day how how would that change things? it doesn't seem like a lot have done any of that you now have 10 miles a week more than you would have without yeah yeah for that. sure yeah <laughs> so i think that's that's the kind of the idea there and i i yeah uh, i and like it yeah. i like it too because it it talks about sometimes it's so demotivating to think about your goal and even if it is kind of in reach but then you start something you start something with the starting motivation but then your progress seems to be so slow because you're so focused on that one goal let's say i don't know to lose 20 pounds or whatever it is yeah then it feels so far away. But if you set the system as your actual goal to, in, to, to increment in incrementally in, to install, whatever that oh. system to make okay. it a thing, then 
you succeed quicker because it's just your task is to put that check mark. Yes, I did that today. Yeah, for sure. Instead of, yes, I lost 20 pounds. That check mark is so far away, but the check mark, the daily thing to, I don't know, have a 10 minute workout routine and to eat healthier food or whatever, you know. Right. He talks about like the dopamine response that we get. So like this good chemical boost that we get when we reach our goal. We reach the goal. We either you step on the scale and you see mm-hmm. the right number and you're like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This yeah. is amazing. Or you start to feel it in your body. But if you can get that every single day on the way right. to your goal, yeah. then your body is trained in terms of like, this feels really good. Yeah. You know, and like, OK, I did that. Check. Boom. Check. Boom. 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 And it just becomes natural. Right. right? Um, to, to, to your to your life. And so not only do you reach that goal, but you surpass it typically. Yes, and that's like exactly how people go from sometimes being overweight to being a marathon athlete. Yeah, yeah. Because they just don't stop with that good habit of running mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. they did. Yep. So it's just super cool and inspiring and, and fun to think about. And yeah. Hopefully, yeah, That um, if you want to read it, again, it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah, it's really cool. And then we listen to it in the morning, um, heading to to school and then from there we're going to keep kind of picking personal development books and yeah and just keep going with it because you know and also us talking about it for example and making it a thing and mm-hmm. focusing on it in a small segment at the end of our podcast so nobody's super hopefully perturbed by it <laughs> um it's just at the end and for us it creates more of an experience with that book that we read and yeah. that's sort of the thing if you can create a memorable moment um or sort of relish it or spend some time there it will permeate sort yeah. of deeper in, into who you are Yes. There we go. All right. Can I just say real quick, thank you. This is not scripted or anything. I just feel like saying it. Thank you so much for listening. If you're still listening, I'm just having so much fun with this right now. I've always had, and especially now that we're working so much and during the week, there's so little time. Um, This is like my, I always love coming to my desk on the weekend starting this writing the summary and going for a walk or a drive to listen to the chapter that's my my comfort place and and it means a lot to me that yeah it does guys do it does it means a lot to both of us i mean i think our saturday morning is like where are we going to go for breakfast so we're <laughs> blessed we get to go to breakfast and we have something yummy and then we start listening to the chapter mm-hmm. um lottie comes home writes the summary i work on some shorts yeah. and we've got the candles lit the fall ambience video going and the wind's blowing through yeah. the windows and it just feels good and we get to sit down and do all this this uh yeah you know we get to talk harry potter our favorite thing and we and, get to you know yeah. talk about it with you guys and, and yeah. share it And we couldn't do it without you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out. And um, yeah, just that you're here. Thank thank you. 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 (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, hey, friends. Uh, Yeah. Thanks. Um, That's all for for this week. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. Uh, We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people. They'll don't be Dave like bumbling bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons. Man, that is, it is amazing that sometimes I get through that. I think people think we record these outros and intros. We never do, just so you no. guys know. We always say it Wait, again I just said, again. Well, we do record them. I mean, yeah. we not record, <laughs> but they're pre-recorded, excuse no. me, um, and then we just insert it. We don't. I try to hit that bambling, bumbling bands of baboons every time. Ba-boons. So if you don't want to miss out on the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and follow over on social media at Fleur and Bill. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You'll find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you too, Luna, and back.
On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with Chapter 13, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. So make sure you tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Danke for joining us in our shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with chapter 13. 13. This is 13. Knox. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.